I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Is he breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another new episode of Couch Talks. My name is Kat, and Couch Talks is the bonus episode of You Need Therapy, where I answer questions that you guys send in to me. And if you have a question, you can send it to Catherine at youneedtherapypodcast.com. Quick reminder up top, as always, that yes, I'm answering these questions, and yes, I'm a therapist, but this is not therapy, and it's just me talking about some stuff. So if you are a regular listener of the show and you listen to Monday's episode, you listen to some of the conclusions from my social media experiment that I did where I unfollowed everybody to see how that changed how I felt about my life, how it changed how I used Instagram, how it changed how I interacted with my friends. I just wanted to know what would show up and how I could learn to use Instagram in a better, healthier, and more helpful way because I love Instagram. And I'm not going to go super into that. You can go back and listen to that episode. But I did get a question last night after a listener listened to it. And I think it's something that I want to address now while we're on the topic because it is something that I wish I would have talked about more in that episode. So I'm going to read the question. And then, of course, we keep it anonymous. And then we're going to talk about it. So the question is, hi, Kat. I listened to your podcast from Monday about your social media break, and I really enjoyed it. I also read your post that you made on Instagram on Sunday before you released the episode. I related to a lot of what you were talking about when you spoke about how sometimes you just don't want to see other people's highlights because it reminds you of what you don't have. It sounds like during the experiment, you had a realization that even though you don't have certain things, you also have a lot of other really wonderful things. And so it's easier for you to now not get caught up in the comparison. I'm wondering if you can talk more about this. I'm having a really hard time lately watching my friends and family members continue to move through life milestones that I desire very deeply, and I'm not even close to having them. 
I don't want to come off as jealous or insensitive or distant, but very often I can't even bring myself to congratulate and celebrate my friends. I feel like a bad person and even writing this, I'm worried I'm coming off as pathetic. I don't have a bad life, but if I were to be honest, I would trade some of my highlights for the things I keep seeing on Instagram. How do I find more joy in my own life? Okay, I'm so, so glad that you asked this question. And one, I just want to like give you a hug because I, I feel some of that with you. And I want to address this deeper because there's that one line that you say, it seems like you had the realization that even though you don't have certain things, you also have a lot of other wonderful things and it's easier for you to not get caught up in the comparison because of that. There's still an essence of comparison in that. And I want to talk about that because that's really not why it's easier for me to be on Instagram and see people's highlights. It's not because I have things too. And so I'm like, oh, I have things too. So I'm not sad about that. I'm still sad about those things. And I have things that I can share and be grateful for and and live into as well. So it's not a so, it's a and. But before we get into the meat of all of this, I think it's important to acknowledge that the mindset that I have and the mindsets that we're talking about and the belief systems that I'm talking about are things that we all have to actively practice. Thinking it once or twice or reading a post about it or hearing me talk about is helpful, but to gain actual shifts in your own self, you have to practice adjusting your self-talk and behavior. So don't be too hard on yourself if this doesn't automatically change the way you live your life. It's something that you might have to come up with like almost like initiatives to help shift your mindset in this and and, and change behaviors in your self-talk. So let's get into it and let's start with the idea of comparison. Like I said on Monday, it's a very natural thing. And if we peel back some layers, we can see that comparison ends up pinning us against each other, right? So there's a competition. And in this case, in the case that I'm talking about, it's like there's a competition to win at life. I can talk from my own experience where it feels like to win at life would mean like you get married and then you have a kid and you have this job and you make this much money and you go on these trips and you're you wear this size pants and and you look like this and your family does this and I mean there's different things based on like where you live and in the culture you're immersed in that we feel like we're supposed to do and if you do those things you're winning and if you do them faster then you're winning even more so we can deconstruct that as well but we're not going to get into that but automatically comparison is creating a competition right So Instagram often makes it feel like there's competition, the way it's set up, the likes, the views, and all that. And I believe that we can choose to not participate in this. We can choose to not participate in the competitive aspect of Instagram. It takes work. We can choose to look at people celebrating their lives as separate from our lives. And it's difficult because this isn't the automatic response, but it is possible. And a way to begin to invite this idea in is to invite the idea of dialectics in. So this is the idea that two things can be true at the same time that kind of like don't make sense. Like two opposite things can be true at the same time. And I talk about this a lot, but it never gets old because it's always important to remember. Like it's always important to remember this idea that, oh, I can be happy and sad at the same time. Oh, I can be angry and grateful at the same time. Oh, I can be hurt and joyful at the same time. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but it takes the idea of all or nothing out because life isn't black and white and our feelings aren't black and white. So I can be really happy for someone and I can be really sad for myself at the same time. I also can be really happy for myself and really sad for myself at the same time. 
I can love a lot of things about my life and really be hurt at the same time. Like it's not all or nothing. So inviting that idea in really helps get us away from this spot where like, oh, I don't have that and they do. Oh, I guess that I have to be sad because I want that. And I can't be happy for them, right? Because I'm sad for myself. No, I can be happy for them and sad for myself. And at the same time, I can be grateful for some of the stuff in my life too. Like there's a whole like triangle there. I can celebrate someone's success and be jealous of it at the same time. Those things don't cancel each other out either. And jealousy, let's talk about this because jealousy doesn't have to be a bad thing. In the email, this listener writes, I'm having a really hard time lately watching my friends and family members continue to move through life's milestones that I desire very deeply that I'm not close to. I don't want to come off as jealous or insensitive and distant, but very often I can't even bring myself to congratulate and celebrate my friends. I would say, why don't you want to be jealous? Why don't you want to come off as jealous? What's wrong with jealousy? Because jealousy gets a bad reputation. And I think it's because we don't like it. So then we don't want to talk about it or admit that we feel it. So then it turns into resentment and spite. And quite honestly, we're taught that envy and jealousy, those are sins. By having envy, we are being ungrateful, I think, is is something also that comes up. And that's not the case. Ungrateful and jealous and envy don't all have to live in the same spot. This also speaks into some of what we've talked about lately about shame. You know how like the less we talk about shame, the more you have it. And the more you talk about it, the less you have. I think that this is important to talk about with with jealousy too. So if, if we don't want to have it because it's a bad thing, we tell people it's a bad thing, so we can't talk about it. But then what it just it doesn't make it go away. It just turns it into something else. Just like not talking about shame doesn't make it go away. It just lets it grow. And I think that not talking about jealousy ends up creating this like big blanket of shame. So then I'm jealous and I'm shameful and then I'm resentful and then I'm spiteful. Not helpful. And I know that I feel jealous and envy when someone has something that I want. And that's okay. Like, I want you to know that that's okay. And maybe I'm ungrateful in some of those moments, sure, because I can be an ungrateful person at times. But there's also a huge possibility that I'm not. It's actually a super helpful experience to have. If I can acknowledge some envy and jealousy, then I can say, hey, I want that. That's important to me. What can I do to help lead me to a place where having that thing is possible? And what am I doing that might deter me from getting those things? And sometimes there isn't a lot we can do. Like you can't just like work your way to finding a partner. And I do think acknowledging is important because there could be things that you're not doing or things that you're doing that are setting yourself up to be available or unavailable to those things. And so I do think there's power in acknowledging it because there sometimes is something we can do. And Glennon Doyle actually talks about this idea of envy and jealousy being helpful a lot, which I really appreciate. So she talks about this idea of envy and jealousy being a good thing and not something that's like only a part of unhealthy people often, which I really appreciate. And she talks about how she used to think that secure women believed in abundance and so that that's why they lifted everybody up. And then insecure women were jealous and that's why they tore people down. And then she learned that all the strong women were jealous as well. And the difference was that the insecure women masked their insecurity by tearing women down. And then the more wise, strong women masked their insecurity by raising other people up. And so it's not that it's bad if you have it. Everybody has it. We have to look at how we're using it. 
right? So how am I going to use these feelings that I have? I can use them for good. I can use them for evil. And I think of envy and jealousy as less of a sin and more as a part of our human feeling toolkit. So you asked, how can I find more joy, right? So I think it starts with being honest. The more I can be honest about what I'm feeling, the better chance I have to be led to what I desire and the less I'm going to shut myself down. It's the difference between playing defense and offense in your own life. And going back to the idea of the competition, when I play defense, I'm hiding, right? I'm trying to make it look like I'm okay. I'm trying to look, make it look like I'm not feeling these things. I'm trying to make it look like I don't have these parts of my life when I do. And that takes a lot of energy, a lot. And when I'm playing offense, I'm showing up ready and I'm showing up open. It's hard, but I'm showing up ready and I'm showing up open. And what we have to remember in this idea is that we can all play offense at the same time. There doesn't have to be a defense and an offense in this game because there's no real competition. And it's okay if everybody scores and it doesn't matter who scores first. Like we'll hang out here until everybody scores. There's no time clock. There's nothing. There's none of that. But we create these ideas in our heads based off of societal norms. But norms don't mean that they're the truth, the light, and the way challenge the norms because there can be power. There can be power in not having something yet. Doesn't mean you're not going to get it. So I hope this was helpful. And I really want to thank the person that wrote this question and sent this email in because this is an important thing to continue to talk about and continue to wonder through and continue to work on. So that's kind of where we're going to end it today. And I'm totally open to more questions about this because it's something I really like talking about. Um, and something that I've had to work on in my own life. So I'm not just an expert telling you what I think based on my research from a lab. I'm, I'm a human telling you how I feel based on being a human. So with that, I hope you guys have the day you need to have. And I will talk to you guys on Monday. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.